Hey there, lifestyle, clothing optional thrill seekers. Ed and Phoebe here, and we've got a spicy announcement. Brace yourselves for Libertine Events 2024, the ultimate takeover experience, and it's gonna be wild. Find your tribe with Libertine Events, where you have access to private group chats, host-run seminars, and event surprises around every corner. Dive into the sultry world of Miami Vices this May, but hurry quick. It's already 70% sold out. You don't want to miss this opportunity to hang out with hosts like We've Got a Thing, Casual Swingers, Hump Day Quickies, and Expansive Connection, along with the driving force behind the whole event, Wanderlust Swingers. Save the dates in October because Libertine Events is bringing the heat to San Antonio with Senses 2024. We'll be there, as well as Average Swingers, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, Casual Swingers, Expansive Connection, DJ Life of Spice, and of course, Wanderlust Swingers. Be sure to use promo code SWINGERU, S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U, when you purchase your tickets to spice up your experience and support Swinger University. Once again, that's promo code SWINGERU. S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U at checkout. Get your tickets by clicking on the link in the show notes or visiting swingeruniversity.com slash libertine. You're listening to Swinger University with Ed and Phoebe. Offering you the naked facts about swinging. Here are your hosts, Ed and Phoebe. Hi, Ed and Phoebe. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. You guys are from a podcast called Swinger University. Yes, yes. yes I, I have to cough to something. I, you know, my Instagram, I feel like I used your logo once as a picture. <laughs> Uh-huh. And, and when I wanted to know, I went back looking. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did. I wanted to know, is that, did you guys get that logo made? Because A, it's good. And B, it does kind of look like Phoebe. Is that like your own creation? Someone made that for you guys? Um, yeah, I'm I'm actually a graphic designer. Um, oh, you are? I've worked in the software industry for many years. But yeah, traditionally an, an, an art background. So you made your logo. I like yeah. it. I'm going to use this for your episode. It's great. But you Fantastic. guys have a podcast. So what's interesting about you guys, we're going to get your whole backstory because you guys met and were dating. Then you started swinging. You got married. You eventually, recently, a couple of years ago, started a podcast about swinger swinging and swingers. And you were anonymous like I was. But recently, you came out, which I feel like is such a great thing. I know that there's a backstory to that. Uh, so why don't we start off you giving your little shout outs to your uh, podcast, whatever else you have, and then we'll get your story and then you can give your shout outs at the end. And I will include all the links, to all your stuff in my description. Perfect. Yeah, but like you, YouTube channel, what's your deal? Yeah. Well, Ed, do you want to go? Sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll rip through some of this stuff. So we, um, we started our podcast in May of 2019 and uh-huh. we'll get into some of the details about why we started it and, and whatnot. But um, we've been pushing our content up to our podcast for a number of years. And then just this October, 
we decided to uh, show our faces on YouTube. And so we have a YouTube channel now, and we're really stepping up production on the YouTube um, platform to mm-hmm. well make ourselves a little bit more approachable. Um, and I think that was one of the big things with our faces. Um, in addition to becoming more visible, we're also doing OnlyFans accounts now, too, which has been exciting and intimidating and a whole bunch of other stuff that comes with that. Right. Right. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get into that. It's going to be a part of your journey and your story eventually, right? It comes up that you do the OnlyFans, but let's go back to like when you guys first met. Now, are we talking 30 years ago and you've been together that long? Are we talking that maybe you guys met after you had other marriages? I mean, because I know that you did it. You started swinging when you were dating, correct? Correct. Yeah. Both been married, long-term relationships. I was, this is my third marriage. I was in a sexless marriage right before this marriage to Ed. And I decided that's never going to happen again. And I wanted better sexual experiences. So I started dating and (laughs) fucking around and having a great time. You know, I was in my 40s and free. And so I started having some amazing experiences in my 40s and I met Ed and we started dating and I thought wow this guy really is I don't know I really like this one but I didn't want to give up some of that sexual freedom so he started listening to a podcast called Sex is Fun and there was a Mm -hmm. podcast on swinging and so he talked to me about it and I said oh you know I've actually thought about that his eyebrow goes up and he's it's like, oh, oh really? <laughs> so that started the conversation. And then what happened from that, I'm a researcher. So I, I decided, well, I need to know more about this. Like, let's, let's, let's get into this. This sounds yeah. interesting. And so I oh. consumed my days just listening to podcasts at work, on the way home, on the way to work, just trying to gather as much information as possible. And how long were you guys dating at this point? Do you remember? Like, was it very early on? Was it a year into the relationship? No, it was pretty early. So we'd we'd started dating in, I want to say, February of uh, 2012. And we started swinging probably six months. Mm -hmm. I almost, it's got to be six months. It was within the first year that we were dating. Yeah. Terrifying. Right. Terrifying. Yeah, but I think there's a better way to go. I think it's a lot harder to pull out a card like that uh, when you've been with someone for a long time, if it's like a secret desire or something. Whereas if you just, when you're starting out a relationship, I mean, it doesn't have to be on the first date, but I think, you know, <laughs> right. early on is a little bit easier in a weird way. You would think it's the opposite, but because, you know, you don't know each other, so you might as well put on the table now then. If you pull something out after 10 years, someone might look at you like, who the fuck are you? You know, I've been with you for 10 years. I never knew that you wanted to be a swinger, blah, blah, blah. So I, I, you know, I think that there's definite pros to bringing it up earlier rather than later, at least being open about what you're into. Especially, I'm assuming, it's because you came from that place of like uh, no sex. What about you, Ed? Had you ever done anything that wasn't vanilla before? Well, not really. Um, And, and ironically, I didn't lose my virginity until I was in my 20s. So I got into college. Wait a second. How old? 21 or 27? <laughs> uh, oh, early 20s. So I was probably 19 or 20. 
um, when I lost my virginity. So, but I went all through high school with dating, but no sex. Um, Not me. I was a slut. I I didn't even have a blowjob until college. Really? Yeah. You got got laid before you got a blowjob? Well, I remember my first sexual experience in college was a blowjob. Mm-hmm. And it was in the dorms, um, and it, you, you know the the phrase "there's no such thing as a bad blowjob." It yeah. wasn't the best blowjob. It was pretty bad, but <laughs> it was my first experience, so I enjoyed it. Right, that's hilarious. Yeah. So you were very vanilla too, and now Phoebe said she, she threw in there. I don't know if people heard of that. She was always bloody, but and and I assume because I was in my forties at one time that you know Phoebe, when you get out of that sexless marriage and you're in your forties. Fucking women are the horniest, right? Oh, so didn't you feel like your sex drive went out the so out the window, or like it just ramped up? And so here you are, newly single. You had no sex, and now you're hornier than you've ever been. Oh, and yeah. you know, so when you met Ed, you said when he brought it up that you had been thinking about it. Was that something that you had wanted to do previously? No. Well, yes. Prior to Ed, in in between my marriages. I had been dating a man that was 30 years older than me. And uh-huh. I thought, God, you know, he he grew up in that time when swinging was really popular. So I knew about swinging, but I knew it in the like the movie sense, you know, the keys in the bowl. Everyone just shows up at the house and you have this massive orgy, which always um, sounded really great to me, um, which is not how it goes down. But I would love it. And. I, I thought I brought it up to him thinking, oh, he's going to be all in. And he wasn't. And I was so disappointed. So I kind of oh, just so had funny. this, you know, this on the back burner. And when Ed brought mm-hmm. it up, I was like, ooh, this might be my opportunity. Yeah, maybe that's, yeah. And then you realize, oh, this is why I like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was the real right one. He really was the right one. For you. So what, what, how did your first experience go? And did you, let me ask you this real quick. Like, did you have, like, did you do a lot of talking about it beforehand and have any kinds of rules or boundaries set in place before you went to that first swingers party or club? Oh, yes. Yes. We talked about it a lot. And we uh-huh. had some rules. I think we may have even had the no kissing rule in the beginning because it felt too intimate to me. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our yeah. rules were fairly basic because we didn't know what we didn't know at the time. And Uh even though we've been listening to a ton of podcasts, what we were kind of, we were in that analysis paralysis phase where we had so much information swimming around in our heads that the reality of what it was going to be like just seemed so intangible. Like there was Mm -hmm. no way we were going to connect those things. And finally we just decided to pull the trigger and go to an event. But we were like, Okay, for this event, we're just watching. We're just right. going to watch. Mm-hmm. We're going to go observe. It's like, you know, going to a performance. We're going to see the theater. We're going to see what happens. And then we'll process it. So we did. And we ended up at uh, a local party. They used to run them in the back of Craigslist. They don't do that anymore. And we were, we were doing our research on you and read about or listened to you uh, going yeah. through Craigslist and kind of yeah. getting people to come in. And we were like, gosh, that's a great idea. If only they hadn't shut that down. So 
We, it was the best. I I I cast my show for years. Thank God when it went down, I was up and running enough that people were just emailing me, and I don't have to go looking right. anymore. But you primed for the, the first pump. couple of years. I worked fucking Craigslist so bad that I had like the app, and I had every city, nice. and I have to change my IP address. Like you know, I was like, yeah, went yeah. out and found people. Craigslist was great back in the day. So you found your first party there. Yeah, found our first party on Craigslist. Uh-huh. And it was interesting. It was a party called the Share Your Wife Party. So we were a little intimidated by that title. We were like, oh, God, this is going to be this could be a total disaster. Um, We have no idea what's actually going to happen. So we showed up and we kind of stood in the corner for probably the first half hour, 20 minutes. And we, we met another couple there who seemed safe. So we huddled together and kind of commiserated and introduced ourselves. They'd been swinging a while ago and had kind of been out of it for a while. So they kind of gave us a little bit of their backstory. And to describe the room, basically it was like a junior high dance, but with really bad (laughs) porn playing on the TV. Everybody was kind of just sitting around. It was dark. It was weird, very awkward. Nobody was engaging with each other. And then all of a sudden, somebody burst through the front door. Oh, it was like 20 bucks to get in. So it was like super easy to get in. And there were a lot of single males. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, door bursts open. Couple comes in. And the woman basically just starts stripping her clothes off and going upstairs to the loft. We knew at that point, we're like, oh, we think the party's going to get started. So we're like, let's follow them. We get up there. She's naked. She's on the bed. They're having sex. There's a whole ring of guys around the bed. They're all jerking off. There's an older woman who's oh, probably in her 70s, mm-hmm. easily in her oh, 70s. She was a kind of like a hot wife situation. So her husband was in the background watching and college guy after college <laughs> guy after military guy was lining up and having sex with grandma. So, Wait, so this was like a guilt gangbang? It was the seven-year-old woman was the one that was like yes. the girl? Well, no, there was a second wow. girl. So there was like a, a threesome on the bed and grandma. Okay. And they were, <laughs> everybody was having fun. We were wow. riveted, just fascinated watching this whole thing. The sounds, mm-hmm. the smells, like you could smell sex. Um, and, and we were really close to everybody, right? Because- Almost everybody in the party was piled around the bed watching, and we eventually got kind of crammed into a corner, and there's a leg kind of like moving right in front of us, you know, the kind of doggy style or or on her back, and the leg was just flying around, and Phoebe was terrified that we were just going to get sucked onto the bed, <laughs> and so we were like holding each other, watching all of this, like super excited but also very nervous all at the same time. So like emotions, adrenaline, everything was going like all at once. We literally sat in the car afterwards for about 20 minutes in silence, just trying to process everything that happened. Oh my God, I thought maybe you were going to say you went into the car and then you just like couldn't keep your hands off of each other. I mean, were you super charged up and horny from it? Like, or was it almost too much information? We were, and and I think we uh, we went home and had sex. We didn't have sex in the car, but 
(laughs) Definitely a little bit of both, like really horny from, from having seen all of this stuff, but also like just overwhelmed. Yeah. I've never seen live sex other than porn and the porn I've seen is, was, was gross or not interesting. And this was just, I couldn't believe my eyes. It was phenomenal. I was instantly turned on by it and needed more. Want an adventure that will give you memories for a lifetime? We've been on three bliss cruises and they were filled with daily sexy activities, great conversations, evening theme parties, and exciting memories. There's something for everyone, no matter where you are in your lifestyle journey. All are welcome. Book your cruise through our link and create your unforgettable experience, moments, and smiles. Visit swingeruniversity.com forward slash vacations and book your trip today. And then did you continue to go to that party or did you start going to clubs or both? No, we, that was the la- first and last of those parties that we went to. The next one we went to was from a local venue, um, Allures, and they had a glow party. And that was our probably our first actual sexual contact with other couples. And one of the kind of the high bars that got set for many years to come in terms of experiences, just just an amazing night. So Phoebe was on her period. Mm -hmm. We knew not much was going to happen because of that. And Mm -hmm. nobody was playing in the playroom. So we, and this was kind of our MO for many years where we would kind of just kick the party off. So we'd go in, we're a little bit of exhibitionists. Just a little bit. I mean, that's why we do a podcast in in some reasons. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's funny that you became that person right out of the get-go. The, the people that start the party. Yeah. And I think it was mostly because we didn't find a lot of people we were attracted to in lifestyle mm-hmm. at that time. Um, Interesting. Okay. The, the demographic was much older than us and we hadn't, we hadn't gotten comfortable playing kind of outside of our, our particular group. And you spend the money and you take the time to get ready. I mean, this took hours, you know, to put myself together and you get there and I'm like, I want to have a good time. Right. So, you know, oh, I know I'm going to have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a sex party. Let's see some sex. So yeah. we got on the bed. Um, we were playing. Next thing you know, there's another woman who wants to play with Phoebe's breasts. Mm-hmm. Then there's a couple across the room that's given us the eyes and the come hither fingers. <laughs> All of a sudden, we we have this realization that there's eight couples, and we're all doing like oral sex around in this circle, all at the same time. Wow. It was amazing, and and like almost no verbal communication. It was all kind of eye contact and nonverbal um, consent. Amazing, just absolutely an amazing experience. And was that all like with each other, just within like you with her or were you guys all swapping and stuff like that? We swapped, I think, with two other couples. It wasn't, you know, everybody mm-hmm. didn't swap with everybody else. Um, of course, but there was you guys. This was your first time, though, that you guys were getting down with other people yeah. besides each other. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It Very was that much. puppy pile situation on the bed, which I really, really love. Yeah. The, the woman that 
we were interacting with, we were mostly interested in her. She was, she was super uh-huh. cute. We, our nickname for her was Marianne for many years. Cause she was kind of like Marianne from Gilligan's Island. Oh yeah. <laughs> Su- just super cute. Never saw them again. I know. Um, it's one of those unfortunate things that happens in swinging where you meet a couple once and you probably never see them again. It's right. true. Then this was- now wait now Phoebe were you down to get with women or at, like what do you or how, like how do you label your yourself sexually or, are you into women Phoebe and what about you Ed are you open or are you just like strictly with women yourself I was straight at that time <laughs> that's how I <laughs> okay. labeled myself and I found a lot <laughs> of frustration in the lifestyle with all the definitions of a being bi bi from the waist up selectively by, I mean, the list goes on and on. And at at one point in our journey, I was having a sexual identity crisis because I, I found like I had to reassess where I was with my sexuality and I didn't want to. And Ed kept saying, well, you love kissing women and you like touching them. You must be bi. And I'm like, I'm not bi. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't want the label and, and it, and it took several years to, to just go, okay, fine, whatever, what the fuck I'm by, you know, but, and, and, and it really, honestly, it took that one person telling me this was a woman. She goes, well, you know, when you're, when you're kissing other men and you're with other men, I mean, or, you know, looking at other men, you don't like all men, do you? And I go, no. She's like, well, it's no different with women. Just because you like one woman doesn't mean you're. You like all women, and just because you you want to label yourself bi doesn't mean you love all women and want to have sex with all women. It's it's the same thing with with men as with women, and it took some of the pressure exactly. off because I didn't understand that right, and so mm-hmm. I just started just experimenting mostly with kissing and, and soft swap, and gosh, we are what eleven years into the journey now, and I yeah, and yeah. I and I think I've had my my third oral experience of going down on a woman in the last this was what two months ago yeah was the best i mean really after all this time yes because i you know i'm awkward you know i'm 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 with i know what i know how to handle a penis i know what to do with a penis (laughs) right i don't know what to do with a vagina i don't know what to did you i don't know what a woman likes 11 years it was just till recently that you were like oh i like this it's right here i'm gonna do it and i fucking love it and all this time you've been passing it up for the past 11 years yeah yeah. Interesting. A lot of a lot of kissing and breast play and and kind of uh-huh. you know fondling and touching. Um, women are very soft and it's very nice to touch them. But yeah, the the oral thing for for Phoebe's been pretty recent. Yeah, and I, it's mostly just me feeling awkward and not knowing what to do and feeling you know a little self conscious. Yeah. I mean, if I had I've uh-huh. had women go down on me and it was amazing. So I was like, wow, women are great and horrible. So so because I had had that first, I thought, oh, God, I can't I can't do that. I set the bar too high. Yeah. I thought, well, how, how am I supposed to do that now? I have to do that. Right. So right, intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. So I just mm-hmm. I recently I just jumped in and it was woof, it was awesome. I actually made this woman come her her legs clamped around my head batted batted my ears 
And I felt her shudder. And the power in that moment of giving someone pleasure was the greatest high ever. It was phenomenal. Yeah, that's interesting. Because, I mean, you know, how many times have you done that to somebody else? It's just like you never, as a woman, experienced it, you know, as the other person. And you did. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 That was, whew, that was, that was a highlight of 2022. <laughs> but wait, what about you, Ed? Because I know that there is a lot of stigma attached to guy on guy action, even yeah. in the swinger community, which would you you'd be, you would think if any place people would be super open. It's there. But right. I hear from a lot of guys that are into guys in that world, but you just really can't cop to it. Uh, you know, where do you stand on that? Yeah. So it's interesting when we first got into the lifestyle um, there was that rule. It was an it was an unwritten yeah. rule. You never put it on your profile. You didn't talk about it. Um, but if you happen to be in the right situation with the right people, you could kind of let that freak flag fly, and people yeah. were into it. So um, we'd been to a house party where the host had let it out that he was by and there was another attendee at his party and there were there it was two guys going going at it um, giving each other oral and phoebe was fascinated oh, um i loved it. it it was it was very oh, interesting okay, to watch okay. that dynamic um mm-hmm. and, and to see how that played out um and and i'll, I'll just get it out there i identify as straight so i've I've had some experiences with men, but it was very casual and and not, eh, I wouldn't even qualify him as sexual, but I definitely can appreciate an attractive man. Um, it helps me for mm-hmm. shopping for couples with, with Phoebe and I, for sure. Um, cause I know yeah. what she likes and, and I can, you know, kind of weed the people out that I know she's probably not going to be attracted to. Um, but what we've noticed recently that mm-hmm. that party and more and more people are actually starting to put it in their profiles. So we're seeing it on most of the swinger dating sites where they actually put it in their profile that they're yeah. by. And uh, we were on the Bliss Cruise this last November and we were in one of the we were in the big playroom in the solarium. And there were two guys, big puppy pile of people, two guys Mm-hmm. performing oral sex on each other right there in the playroom. Never seen that before in such a public place. Yeah. And it was great. Like when we walked by, we were like, good for them. That's awesome. Yeah, right on. Why not? I think it has to do, you think it has to do with the demographics of, you know, the people, because you have the, the younger generation now coming into the world. And I feel like they're more open and the stigma is, you know, sort of is going to die out when, you know, people, a certain age range of people just die off, you know, because right, I, I feel right. like it's just an outdated kind of a thing. Yes. Yeah. And we've seen that the, the younger generation, they're out, they don't care. They, they're all about expressing who they are. And even in media yeah. with the body images, you know, you've got Victoria's Secret and Rihanna with our Savage X line and Athleta all yeah. showing different body types and that self-love of who you are in that moment and where right. you're at just, and, and so people are really starting to just come into their, their own, their confidence and love, uh-huh. love who they are and where they're at and feel free to express that. Yeah. And and, and I think right. that, and you're seeing it in your world too, that it's getting more open as well. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think it's, uh-huh. it's not only the younger generation too, but 
because of the portrayals of sexuality, because they're becoming more open, when you have shows on television that are basically going, look, gay people aren't any different than than the rest of us. Like, wh- why is there such yeah. a stigma about this? It's open doors, I think, for a lot of people to be comfortable with whatever their sexuality is and say, you know what? Mm, you know, I, I like having sex, period. End of story. Like, I don't necessarily care who, what gender the person is that I'm having sex right. with. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's definitely helpful. I mean, listen, I have a child, a young son, and we watch TV shows. I watch one, you know, for him. And I'm like, my son's not going to, if he's straight, he's not going to feel like the norm. He's going to be like, how do I come out and tell everyone I'm straight? Because every show we watch is only guys dating guys, girls dating girls. You know, I mean, it's just so different yeah exactly it's so different uh than when we grew up and i think that that's great but so now you guys start now did you guys were you open to full swapping were you really interested in seeing her with other men and tv were you interested in seeing him with other women i mean what were your guys take on that part of things yeah that's that's kind of how the journey started yeah, Ed was way more comfortable watching me with other people than I was watching him. Yes. That that took uh-huh. a while for me to get comfortable watching him have sex with, with someone. So I would primarily just focus on my experience. Even though we played side by side on the same bed, I I primarily focused on my experience. And I didn't really look over. I would touch, you know the other woman oh, and you know ed would reassure uh-huh. me but visually i had a really hard time you know looking just, over yeah it was you know it's that old programming that it's not okay uh-huh. right because i grew uh-huh. up i went to catholic school so you know in a household where there's yeah. no hugging no physical expression of love sex was done in the dark you didn't talk about it so i mean to go from that to sharing your partner was like, I still had old programming right. that right. was really locked in there that said, that's, that's not okay. So only until, gosh, I don't know, about four, five years in, did I start to really enjoy that. I, actually, I started to get okay with it, but until about the last two years, I actually really like it. Yeah, and I've exper- been experimenting with just sitting back and just watching just yeah, watching it. And, you know, I love that you bring that up because I have to tell you what I love about YouTube for my show, and I'm sure you get this too, is that you get the comments and you get the conversations going over there. And so I love YouTube for that. But I have to tell you that I have a lot of, quote unquote, hot wives or, you know, the couples where they're open and the girl gets to fuck other guys, but she's not into the guy being with other women, you know, right. they're not as far along in their journey, maybe as you guys, maybe 10 years, they will be okay. But it's more so I hear that the guys are okay and the women aren't. And the the comments are always like, that's fucked up and that's fair. <laughs> and, you know, but for you guys, what's interesting is that you didn't look and you weren't into it, but you allowed it to happen. You were okay with that. Right. Which is something different that I've heard, you know, I, I hear all kinds of stories. This is why I love talking to, I could let, talk to a hundred swingers and every story is going to be a little bit different. So you're unique TV in that you didn't want to see it because you felt like it might bother you, but you didn't hold him back. No. Yeah. No. We had a conversation very early on when she was uncomfortable and I, I 
explain. I was like, look, I'm okay if you're going to play and and I'm just going to watch for a little while. Yeah. But at yeah. some point, I'm going to want some candy too. <laughs> Because I can't just watch forever. <laughs> so I was going to okay, give right. her a, a little bit of runway to, to have some fun and kind of get warmed up to the whole idea. I grew up in a mm-hmm. completely different household where sexuality was open. My parents walked around naked. We went to nude beaches. Oh, wow. um, mm-hmm. I, I remember being a kid and going to like hot tub parties with friends and everybody was naked. Like nobody bothered with with swimsuits. It was just normal. My my dad was an artist and um Oh, okay. Well maybe your parents were swingers too. You know, that thought has occurred to us so many times and it's a lot of speculation yeah. um <laughs> on mm-hmm. on our part. Um <laughs> could, funny, yeah. could have been. They were both he was in the military back in the seventies, so it's quite possible. Yeah. So I was always really comfortable watching Phoebe because I love watching her have orgasms. I don't necessarily have to be providing them. She could be masturbating. Mm-hmm. She could be with another guy or a woman or two or three other people. It was great for me because I I yeah. just enjoyed watching her have a good time. And we'd started off very much soft swap. Eventually, I think we finally figured out, you know, what what is this whole like full swap, soft swap barrier thing? Like, why do we have this artificial wall? You got mm-hmm. a cock in your mouth. What's the what's the real difference there? And we had kind of an epiphany one day. We were like, you know what? Let's try it. If we don't like full swap, we can always go back. And we met a right. nice couple. We had a great time with them. And now we're we're open to any experience. Mm-hmm. We like soft swap. We like full swap. Just watching. For us, the experience is always so different with every couple. That it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be just like straight to penetrative sex. So we're one of, I think, one of the few couples in the lifestyle that are open to everything. A lot of people we see in their profiles, they're like, look, if you're not DTF, just keep going. Like we're we're not soft swap. We're we're past all that. Those were like training wheels days. And we're like, it's still fun to watch. Like this is still <laughs> right. sex. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hear from those couples. I mean, everybody is very, a lot of times people are very specific. One thing I do always hear, and it sounds like you guys are the same, is that people do go in with a lot of rules and regulations and boundaries, and they yeah. quickly, sometimes very quickly, fall to the wayside. Like you guys said, you had that kissing rule, but did that fly out the window? That's always one of the first to go <laughs> for people. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It did. It 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 went out the window. That one was actually a little more challenging for me. I was Oh, yeah. yeah. I was a little <laughs> I know it sounds strange saying this, uh-huh. but it was less intimate to give someone a blowjob than to kiss them. Something about the oh, face. No, I, I think any woman understands that feels yeah. the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something about the face and the intimacy. And and honestly, that's <laughs> where go. it all starts. That's where all that's where the magic starts to happen. And we learned very early on that, that you know, if you're, if you're not a good kisser, if you don't know how to kiss or you don't know how to follow someone's lead while you're kissing, like in dancing, then, it, yeah. then you're not going to be able to follow instructions well in bed. Right. And I've, I've had yeah, that experience true. time and time again. If you, if you can't take directions and you, you know, while we're kissing... Or if I'm giving you 
you know, little bits of information and you don't follow that, we're not going to have sex because it's just not going to go well. Yeah. We, we often consider kissing as kind of an audition. Yeah. And so when we're flirting with a couple and yeah. kind of out on the dance floor, if there's a little bit of kissing and it's really bad, we're like, wow, so nice meeting you next. <laughs> and we will, you know, very quickly transition to something else. Yeah. yeah. So now kissing is very important. It is very important. It is. And you know, our rules would change sometimes mid play where right. we would literally we're on the bed with another couple. And, you know, we all kind of look at each other and we start to have a conversation. We go, you know, well, we didn't you know, we didn't start this evening, you know, expecting we would do you know X or Y, whatever the rule was, you know, that we were going to break. And Ed and I would look at each other and we look at the other couple and we're like, well, yeah, let's experiment. Let's do this. But if I feel nervous, I'll let you know mm-hmm. when we need to stop. And I just need to kind of take a breath to kind of process a little bit of what's going on. Yeah. But I'm fine. I'll just let you know. And so being able to have that open and honest conversation with a couple was was challenging but necessary in order to to get through it. And it's it's nice. Most I mean, honestly, the fear was People were just going to be rude and reject you, you know, when you're feeling vulnerable in bed with them. But they're not. Swingers are the nicest people, honestly. They really are. And we found that the the couple that you're having that conversation with in the playroom or in, you know, the hotel room or wherever it is that you're having your experience, if you start that dialogue and say, look, I may pull the ripcord because I feel uncomfortable, they go, oh, good, because I want that option too. Yeah. And yeah. you've, right. in a sense, you've opened up that, that ability for people to be honest with you mm-hmm. and not feel like they got ambushed or they're stuck in a situation. They have to basically take one for the team. Right. Right. Which is terrible. You don't want to do that. We've all done it, but try not to do that very often. Right. <laughs> well, you, I mean, well, what about you then? So when he said to you, Phoebe, like, listen, you know, you're going to start be playing with some guys and that's cool with me. And I know that you don't really want me to be with other women, but eventually I'm going to want to. I mean, you know, <laughs> how did how did you feel about that? And then what was that first experience like where you were like, OK, like now's the time. I mean, how did you make that transition? Ooh, gosh, I'm trying to remember. I think it was just experimenting with that other couple. I think. I don't know if we actually we we didn't actually do the hot wife scenario in the beginning. We always played together. Right. So initially yeah. that's what I wanted. And Ed even though he said it was okay, I felt guilty not allowing him to have that pleasure at the same time i felt like i was holding him back so even though mm-hmm. he was giving me that gift to go forward i couldn't yeah. i couldn't do it because i wanted to give that gift to him just as bad so we right. didn't move in that direction we needed more time to talk it through i needed more time to kind of process my emotions and thoughts about that and then when we were ready to go in as a couple that's when we did and had that first soft swap experience with a couple on a, on a bed. 
And now so many years later, you're not only okay with it, but turned on by it. Yes. Yes. It's very sexy now. (laughs) I think now you like to watch like a little cut queen. I've had some cut queens on my show and I'm like, that was like the first time I started to hear about that. You know, I mean, it's like a new kind of term, but, uh, and then, you know, once one person calls in, I'll get like 20 other people and I'm like, oh, a lot of women do enjoy that. So maybe some of them, like I was like thinking a lot of times people are going to listen and be like, oh, maybe I'm that way. And I like that too. I mean, look, you didn't even know that about yourself. Right. You figured it out as you went along. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you, you, yeah, I guess it was just a progression, honestly. Uh Um, Uh And, and as you had, as I have had multiple experiences, I don't always need to have a cock. I don't always need to be, you know, in the puppy pile. It's, it's nice to, I discovered to just sit back and watch because you get, to see so much more we, you right. know when you're in the mix there's a lot going on and it's a little like add you're trying to what's my you know, focus on your experience but then you're like visually distracted over here and visually distracted over there which is great but it's 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 a bit challenging to manage all of that visual stimulus and i'm highly stimulated by you know my visual i'm very visual by nature so because going to a mall is like terror for me I get so overwhelmed there's just I have to look at everything (laughs) I like you know all the colors all the people all the dish I just want to take it all in so now having to sit back you know wanting to sit back and 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 take this in is is really nice and pleasurable and some of this came about because of situations where maybe you weren't interested in anybody in the room yeah and you were like well you know what at least I'll get the silver lining, I'll get something out of this. I can observe and I can watch other people have fun. And I remember one of the first experiences that we'd had like this, uh, the woman that I was playing with was, she was very into me. We've, we've played with them before and it's actually a little upsetting for her husband because of how much fun we have, (laughs) but she, um, she and I were on the bed and going at it. And we realized like mid whatever that everybody in the room was watching the two of us on the bed. It was, it was fantastic. Like we were so in the moment, we didn't even pay attention. And of course I kept checking in with Phoebe to make sure she was okay. She's like, Oh yeah, have fun. This is great. <laughs> and she was just kicking back watching the mm-hmm. whole thing. It was, it was fabulous. It was a great night. Hey there, podcast listeners. You've been tuning into our episodes, but have you ever wondered about the steamy details of our adventures or maybe hungry for some sultry, erotic stories? Well, guess what? We've got something special just for you. Our exclusive Patreon page. It's like a VIP pass to the saucier side of our world. So if you're ready for an exclusive behind-the-mic experience, head over to our Patreon page now. Trust us, this is where the magic happens. See you there, patrons. And now, so do you guys, you're like going to, you go to swingers, clubs, you mentioned, parties, cruises. Are you strictly in the lifestyle? Do you have, do you, are you also on apps like meeting couples outside of the clubs and stuff? 
Yeah, we 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 are on SLS and Cassidy. Those are big in our area. Right. And we use those mostly just for finding out where the house parties are in the clubs because we really like meeting people in person. We we have done those dates, you know, dinner dates or coffee dates, whatever, but um they in the past they haven't you know really panned out. It's kind of hit and miss. It is hit and miss. So you know, when you're at a party, there's, there's usually some someone for everybody, right? And and it's right. it's connecting. It's it's really the networking thing. It's like sales. You know, you you there may not be anybody there you want to play with, but you met another couple that also has a house party somewhere else, and then you get on their list, right? And now now you've right. got another option. So it's it's all about the networking face to face. And we're also really in favor of meeting people face to face because profiles yeah. are so one dimensional. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. Not everybody can write well. Um, their feelings and their personality doesn't always come through mm-hmm. in their profile. The photographs are bad. Most people are not good photographers. Most of the time, there's not even a picture of the husband in profiles, which is one of our big pet peeves. And what oh. we, one of the things we talk about all the time in our mm-hmm. um, our podcast, uh, e- even for s- normal vanilla people, like dating profiles, people are terrible yeah. at, at marketing <laughs> themselves. So we I got really that. good at at crafting our profile and really making it appealing to people. But we also realized that most people didn't do such a good job with marketing themselves and talking to them face to face and watching their emotions. And their expressions and hearing their humor and engaging with them worlds apart Makes from them seeing their more attractive. Yes. They're just people totally. that you see a picture and you're like, eh, they don't really do anything for me. But you meet them in person, you're like, wow, that person really is doing stuff for me. I need right. to like, yeah, we need to get together. Yeah, I always look at people on TV that way. I'm like, I, I try to think of it backwards. Like, you know, this person, like, oh, he seems like he's like hot to me. But I bet you if he was on an app and he there was just a flat picture of him, I would have never chosen because you don't get anything right. from a picture. I totally agree with you guys. Let's talk about your journey into the whole podcast world because, and also how you went from being anonymous to really coming out. I mean, that's like a very big decision. You know, why, first of all, did you start it? You did it when in 2019, you said you started it? Yeah, 2019. We got really frustrated with, well, you you talk about it and you're going to. Yeah. So we started listening to podcasts, right? So we were steeped. Uh I mean, we listened to hours and hours and hours of all of the big podcasts that were out at the time. And what we experienced was, One, there was a lot of conversation and a lot of the typical podcast stuff where people don't get to the content until way too late into the podcast, which was frustrating for for Phoebe in particular because, you know, if a TV show is boring and doesn't catch her attention, she's changed the channel. She's on to the next thing. She did the same thing with the podcast. I have no patience. Uh So what we were also finding, though, was a lot of the podcasts didn't help people get started. So they didn't have like, hey, this is how you start. This is how you progress. These are the the specific situations that you're going to get into as a swinger and how you navigate those specific things. In a sense, Uh what we wanted to do was 
almost a masterclass in getting started in swinging. So less about getting to know who we are and more about this is how you succeed in the lifestyle. This is how you get started. This is how you meet people. These are some tips and tricks, very practical, hands-on, concise. Here's some facts. This is how you do it. And Mm -hmm. we liked that. And we know that's not everybody's cup of tea, but we think it's very valuable to be able to go, hey, I can look up on Swinger University a specific topic, go right there and learn about that so that I can get through that first event. Or I can, you know, I'm struggling with uh, BV or I Uh want to know, like, where do I find all these Swinger clothes? Like, mm-hmm. where do people do it? So we've got episodes that talk to a very specific aspect of swinging in order to get people started, in order to get them through that, whatever that next hurdle is that they're going through in the lifestyle. But Yeah, no, I think that that's smart because people are always emailing me looking for that kind of information. And I'm kind of like, listen to my show or, you know, but I love when I do have guests on. that do that because I think that there are a lot of people out there looking for that information. And, you know, listen, TV had mentioned early on that when you guys brought up swinging, she went and did a deep dive and she was like Googling, you know, I'm like that kind of person too, but most people aren't, you know, so they, they want to be spoon fed the information. They don't want to go spend hours Googling about it. You know, they just want to fucking give me the five best tips you have for swinging, you know, tell me exactly how to do it. And so I think it's great that you offer that. People. Yeah, and that 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 is right in my wheelhouse. Organizing information that is like with my communication uh-huh. background and a researcher, I I love gathering all that, condensing it down and packaging it so it's easily digestible for people right. because we all have busy lives. So I just do it because it's fun for me, yeah. and I know it will help other people. And so that was also you know what helped us yeah. put this podcast forward and. What we've noticed, because um, you you'd asked about why we finally came out, and it was kind of twofold for us. One, uh, it was marketing. It helped us to be presentable, and seeing a face and associating a face with the voice, people could connect with us better. And mm-hmm. we also realized that we're trying to destigmatize sex and swinging yeah. and make it. Right. Not taboo and not naughty and dirty. I mean, maybe a little naughty and maybe a little <laughs> dirty sometimes, but it, it's not something to be ashamed of. And yet here we were being anonymous and not showing our faces. Yeah. And we struggled for probably a year. So we were on a cruise and we talked to some longtime old school podcasters, um, Pen and Page from Swinger Diaries. And we had dinner with them. It was a great conversation. And they asked, just out of curiosity, why aren't you out? What was the decision for you? And we were like, well, one, we're kind of afraid of what would happen with our our outside lives, right? Our our normal uh-huh. vanilla lives. Is it going to affect our jobs? Is it going to affect our families? And for the next year, we kind of stewed on it and it processed and we thought about it and we talked about it kind of like everything that we do we we do a lot of thinking and talking and and communication with each other in order to get through stuff and we finally said you know what my parents won't care Mm -hmm. your mom won't be in any of the circles 
you know, six degrees of anything to find out. To find <laughs> right. out. So <laughs> probably wouldn't find out. Although if she did, it would be terrible for her. We Devastating. Think. Right. Um, <laughs> the, the old school Catholic would kick in and we're, yeah. we're going to yeah, hell. Yeah. But my kids are all grown up. Um, we have jobs that don't have that in the policy where, you, yeah. you know, we would get fired. And that was one thing I looked up right away. I was like, yeah, the whole ethics clause. Yeah. And so we finally just said, you know what, what, why not? Let's do it. Let's come out. We don't think our lives are going to implode because of this. And so far they haven't, but we also haven't gotten really big yet. So who knows? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The implosion may come. Um, But so far it's been really positive for us. Mm -hmm. And when we were on the swinger cruise and when we've been at events and we've, you know, we've worn our our t-shirts and stuff to kind of market the, the podcast and to get people to approach us because we like we like meeting people like we want to hear their stories we want to learn about Uh them just like you figure out how they tick and how they do it yeah what what struggles did they go through because that helps us to one better understand our perspective but help other people who are struggling with those same things and the response that we've gotten from us coming out has been phenomenal like Mm -hmm. People will walk up to us and talk to us and they're like, we love it. It's great. Appreciate you guys doing that. And it, it's it been it's been all positive so far. Yeah, that's great. And then, I mean, did you have like an audience? I mean, and it also is a smart way to get people over to your YouTube channel, right? I mean, that's just a, you know, because YouTube is visual. I mean, right. I'm anonymous on my show. So on YouTube, I'm like, how the fuck am I going to do it? Cause my YouTube channel is doing good. I'm like, Oh, I want to do some videos. So I just, I don't know if you saw, but like on my YouTube channel, I do yeah. like my torso shot. I mean, it's kind of thirsty and funny and it kind of works, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I we did notice that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but you I have... think that that's great. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have something visual, something that people can connect to. Yeah. We, we'd had a few conversations because I have a, a, graphics background and and I'm really good with software and visual production and doing the video editing and whatnot so I I could think of all kinds of different ways to kind of mask the faces Mm -hmm. and you know do the witness protection program you know (laughs) mosaic filters on people we were going to do like little animated cartoon heads for a while and I was like you know what all this stuff feels really corny and yeah and being a visual person, cropping my head off or cropping Phoebe's head off as an as an artist and a photographer, it really <laughs> bothered me. Like it violates yeah. all of the the rules for uh, composition. But for sure, yeah, uh, yeah. I get people like oh, your camera is too low. I think you positioned it. I mean, that's not <laughs> the majority of people, but every now and then I'll get someone like that. I mean, most people know by now that's my thing, but. Uh, and because my show is called Strictly Anonymous, I became anonymous by accident. I have to say, it was it was only because I thought my show would suck. I didn't even know it was going to be about sex. Yes. Was like everything happened sort of backwards, and it just kind of came together. And then it just kind of worked, and now it really works. So I'm always like, you know, there's a price for my faith. I will eventually probably come out because I hope I become big enough to do it. But at this right. point, because it really in a weird way for my show, because what it's about, it's not about me. It's about the other people anyway. And it is yeah. called mm. strictly not. It's like kind of works, but I think it's amazing that you guys were able to do that. And that's a part of your journey because you could also help other people 
with that aspect of things, you know, as far as their journey of being swingers, because here you are, like you said, trying to normalize it or make it more, you know, make it acceptable that you were hiding out. And now that you come forward and the fact that you did both and you had that transition, I think is also really great too, because you could explain it and help other people. Yeah. We, we think that there was that benefit. Um, and it's funny when you talk about kind of the imposter syndrome and like, uh, this is going to suck. I hope nobody, I hope people watch it, yeah. but I hope nobody watches it <laughs> right. at the same time. We go through that yeah. all the time, um, with our episodes. And I think the first year, uh, we were very critical of everything that we produced. And with YouTube, it's been a whole extra layer because we went from, you know, one dimension audio to three dimensions with cameras and lighting and, getting our hair done and all that kind of stuff. So it, it's been a journey for sure to, to get comfortable with that and to kind of put ourselves out there in more ways than one. And now do you still have your, you know, like your careers, are they still in place? And has anyone in your vanilla world, like found out that this is what you guys do or are you still kind of like even though you're out on your youtube you're still kind of not out in your whole life yeah we're we're not out in our whole life uh no one from my current job has found out although i have mm-hmm. i've had conversations with co-workers where i've probably disclosed a little too much about camera equipment <laughs> and lighting yeah. and microphones because, you know, I, I work in an audiovisual environment and yeah. they started asking questions and there's Phoebe in the background because we work in the oh. same office and she's behind me going, no, no, call it off, call it off. Go there. So, <laughs> yeah, I have, I have definitely strayed to that side. Now, interestingly enough, we've both through previous employers run into people in the lifestyle that we worked with, uh-huh. which was no way hilarious Terrifying. and scary. <laughs> and then it turned out to be really sexy and kind of hot too at the same time. Yeah. Um, I, I had a hook up with them. Uh, I tried to, we tried to hook up with all of them. <laughs> Did but you, you didn't get to nope, either. No, nope, none of them. It, it was one of those things where it was super hot to be like at work and, you know, typing away <laughs> and they'd walk by and you give a little wink. Right. Like, cause I know what, you know, yeah. and you know what I know, but yeah. nothing ever really happened. And I think we're both a little disappointed in that because they were, they're sexy people and it would be fun. And of course, now that we don't work there, it's, it's even less awkward potentially. Yeah. <sighs> so wait, now tell me about your OnlyFans now. How did, how did you get into that? And what do you do over there? Like what would people find over there? Sexy pics. Videos. <laughs> we got into that. We were talking with a woman at our local nudist resort who is a chatterbait model. And I, you know, here, here, I, here I am, like, asking a lot of questions. Like, really? Tell me more about that. How does this work? Yeah. For three hours, I talked to this woman. And I said, I, I, I couldn't believe she made the money that she makes right. on there. And she's like, oh, She's like, I said, I said, it's probably too late for me to get into some. She's like, no, there is an endless amount of money out there. And she, she, I go, well, how do you, 
how do you like dictate your like your whole day must be just you know busy and she goes oh no she goes if i'm taking a shower i just film it if i'm in the hot tub i just you know she said her vacation one of her vacation there at that nudist resort was paid just because she was in the hot tub that morning putting her feet in front of the light in the hot tub and, and she, she sold it. that video right. yeah. and she sold the video and paid for her day there at the resort i'm like get out right so right. I, of course that took a year of contemplation and, and then she came over and i had to ask her a whole bunch of questions and i wasn't going the route of chatterbait but i thought you know yeah maybe we could do some some photos it started with foot photos Right. But, na- but now it's way past that. <laughs> yeah, now it's like full on porn and everything. It's, it's only fans. So that's what people can see if they go there. I mean, you do custom videos, stuff like that. Yes. We do mostly stuff that that's more story based that we like to do. We haven't done any custom stuff at this point. We will. But we, if, we'd if we be get open a request. We haven't gotten any requests yet. We're um, we're fledgling only fanners. Um, and I think a lot of it was I've always really enjoyed watching Phoebe, taking pictures of Phoebe, videoing Phoebe. It, it's hot for me. And I think mm-hmm. kind of in the back of our head, we're like, you know what? We're getting older. Our retirement plan, you know, maybe we just maybe we just make some passive income this way. Like we'll keep it separate from the podcast. Like it's not the podcast. That's still free. We're still you know, pushing that content out. Why? Because because it's helpful and we like to contribute back to the community. But, you know, if people want to pay to see our junk, <laughs> why not? Why not? Like, why not? This is this would be fun. Plus, it's super yeah, sexy. I, don't see it not. I think it's a part of your brand. You know, it's like your podcast is your is your podcast. But then you, you, you create a whole brand around that. And there's everything is an extension, but it's like all within that. So I think that that's great. And I think OnlyFans for a, a couple like you would be a no brainer. I mean, I get I, I just did a Q&A for my Patreon. They're like, someone's like, why don't you do an OnlyFans? I'm like, because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't go with my show. You know right. what I mean? I can't have other people on my OnlyFans. And my show is not about me. But, like, your guys' show is about you guys and, and swingers and sex. And why not do that? I mean, if I were you guys, I would. Because you can make some good money. And it is a way to just extend your brand and create more content and get a larger fan base. I think that there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's great. Smart. Yeah, and I think a lot of it too is it, it's a different expression of our sexuality. Yeah, like we've exposed a couple times. We're exhibitionists. We like playing in front of other people. We like having sex in front of other people. There's no bigger audience than the internet, right? So That's different, right? It's like the biggest sex party you've been to. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, you're starting the party like you were at those small places, but you're just doing it online, and like you said, tons of people. So your exhibitionist side is getting your fuck. Right. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's sexy for us as a couple too to be able to take pictures of each other and and honestly, I've learned a lot in this process where people about the different kinks. Where initially I go, ooh, you know, I'm I'm kind of surprised at that. I'm surprised somebody likes that, and then I start to think about that, and I go, huh, well, gosh, you know, I mean, there's really some something for everybody out there, and if they really like that and that really turns them on then maybe i could give that to them i mean if they really want it and it that's their thing it's not my, my thing right 
you know, it doesn't, it's not what turns me on and it doesn't compromise, you know, then you have to think about, does it compromise what I want to do, you know, and how I want to, my body to be shown or what I want to do for money. Um, you always have to assess that, but if, if it's okay and fits within that, you go, gosh, you know, yeah, I could, I could provide that to somebody if they're willing to see that and pay for that. And that's their, that's their kink. And sure. Why not? You know, it's all about whatever you're into. And I'm always surprised what people are into. It's kind of fun. It's crazy, but it's fun. Oh, yeah. I just had a girl on an airing for um, this Monday, Naomi, and she, like, hooked up with this couple. And she's like, yeah, they're into, you know, corruption kink. I'm like, what's that? But then she's like, also, you know, monster kink. I'm like, what the (gasps) fuck does that mean? Like, monster dildos or, like, real monsters? Like, no, like, monsters. Like, they have, like, these really high-end costumes. I mean, it's so fascinating. I'm like, doesn't matter. I've been. I have almost six hundred episodes and then some, and I still. It's always amazes me that I still will hear about new things. You know, <laughs> like you can't believe it. That's what people are into, and and they will pay for it. I mean, I have a lot of girls on who do who are in the sex work business, or they have olding fans, and they do cater to guys in that way. And I mean, you know, it's it's crazy the kind of request that that, that could come in. That you know, you just can't believe the shit that guy will pay for it. Sometimes they'll even pay for giving you money. I mean, there's this whole thing oh, that yeah. I'm just learning about called Fin-dom, Findom, right? Well, yeah. 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 They just want you to take their money. Like, that's what it is. I'm like, holy shit. So, <laughs> I think that's great that you're in that. Now, give out all your shout outs. So, for people that are listening, they want information, newbie couples that want to get into the swinging lifestyle, your podcast will be great for them. Give that information and then your, as well as your YouTube, I'll put links to everything in there. Do you have like a link tree thing that you could send me that has all your links on it? Well, we also have a website. So swingeruniversity.com. Oh, okay. And on that, you mm-hmm. can find all of the different sites and services that offer the podcast, um, links to our YouTube, links to our OnlyFans, um, links to our Costa Rica takeover, which we're doing in June. So we're actually doing a vacation, which, and it's through a friend of ours who's a, a promoter, and she's helping us to organize that and set that all up. But we still have room. Okay, give some information about it. That's interesting. It's right in the jungle. It's in in the Jaco area of Costa Rica. It's that this boutique yoga resort. So it's beautiful. There's, I mean, it is literally like being in the jungle. It's a manicured jungle, but it's gorgeous. Right. And there's 20 rooms and the whole vacation is facilitated around... Um, getting people to interact with one another. There's classes every night in the playroom on vlogging or um, squirting, squirting. And then they have the the other toys too, the Sibian. Sibian. And what's also included in the vacation are excursions. So a lot of the adult resorts, you can't leave. It's not safe. And you wouldn't want to because you spent a lot of money for them. So, but this resort, you, you've, you get excursions with it. So you get outside of the resort, which is other opportunities to meet people and connect with them. So, and you can be naked anywhere. In the resort. Yeah. In the resort. Except for in the dining room, which is pretty typical. And what's interesting is most of the excursions are together as a group. So at other swinger takeovers that we've been to, everybody kind of breaks off and scatters and goes and does their own thing. You can do that uh-huh. on this particular trip, but there are a couple excursions and there are a lot of activities where everybody does it together as a group, 
which is great because you get to meet people and interact with them and see them having fun, which is way sexier than mm-hmm. seeing them after you're tired after doing ATVing all day and you're dirty and that's it. Like that's the end of your day. We're all acting through these things together and we get to interact with them, which is awesome. And we have whiskey tastings. Yeah, that's and- like foreplay too, because sometimes, yes. you know, how many times for you, Phoebe, as a woman like that, we meet a guy and you don't have any feelings for him, but after you get to know him, you're like, you're like oh, now I find him fucking hot, you know, like exactly. because you've gotten to know him a little bit. So I think that that's great that you do push for that interaction with people because I think that maybe some people will find people they're more attracted to maybe that they didn't realize because they're getting to know them outside of the bedroom too. Yeah. yeah. yeah we're going to do some fun stuff too as, as podcasters. And of course there's pool games and some fun activities, but we're also hoping to make it a little bit educational as well, kind of keeping with the spirit of, of what our podcast is all about. So a lot of times people will be first time or first swing or vacation and they'll come on these kinds of trips and it'll be great for them because we're going to help. We're going to help bring them on board and come over to the dark <laughs> side because we have more more fun over here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So it's like swinger vacation 101. So yeah. if people want information on that, they could go to your website, swingeruniversity.com. Yes. Or what is your website again? Yes, yeah, swingeruniversity.com. Your podcast is Swinger University, your YouTube channel, Swinger University. And like I said, go to the website. I'll put your website and all your information as well as your OnlyFans. If you want to see more hardcore stuff, you can go there. That's a little bit more personalized. But thanks so much for coming on and sharing your story. I'm going to use your uh, thumbnail when I'm promoting your <laughs> Instagram. Is that cool? I like it. You yeah, know, fantastic. And I like, I try to find good pictures on Google and somehow I found that once and I liked it enough to use that. I stole it from you guys. Um, but I, I like it. And, you know, thanks so much, like I said, for coming on. I think I found you because you made a comment, right, on yeah. something. It was a Casey thing. And I was like, oh, why don't you guys come on and tell your story? I think that's great. And hopefully some of my YouTubers, like any of my YouTube, you know, I have a large audience on YouTube. You should go check you guys out. Fantastic. Because they like that content. But thank you guys so much for uh, calling in. I'm sure you'll get tons of people going to listen to your podcast. And I hope you'll get a lot of people over your only fans since you just started but thank you so much for calling in and sharing your story thank you it was so lovely speaking with you today appreciate yeah we appreciate it. it awesome thanks so much have fun in costa rica i'm a little jealous <laughs> well come on down come on down <laughs> i always said i'll i'll be a swinger like when i'm 60 toronto unicorn she's on my show she's like why are you waiting for your 60 come while you're young <laughs> exactly all right thanks you guys thank, thank you, you. Bye. Bye bye. Have you heard? SDC is more than just a dating site. They have expert contributors and educators like us and from all around the world to guide you in everything from how to talk to your partner about swinging and the different kinds of open relationships. 
You can also find out what you need to know before opening up your relationship, common swinger conflicts, and how to resolve them. Have you ever wanted to know what a swingers club is like? How to meet other swingers? Find a unicorn? Be a hot wife? Well, you can find all that information as well and much, much more. Check out SDC by clicking the link in the show notes and get your free seven-day membership.